I want to uh, also welcome Father Dominic Mary Werner. He's here visiting his family before Mass. I said Mass like 12 hours ago at 7 a.m. when 5.30 people were sleeping like reasonable people, right? And so I offered uh, that he could say Mass because he's a son of our parish. He is getting his doctorate at Notre Dame in moral theology. The other night we actually went out to dinner on, we thought, let's go out to dinner while he's home. We chose New Year's Eve, not thinking we need, need a reservation. So literally we ate outside. So, but it was a wonderful time. The warmth of friendship kept us warm. So all of us have heard the stories of the birth of Christ, especially in the liturgies of the Christmas season. We know, of course, that after coming to Bethlehem to be enrolled to fulfill the census, the child Jesus Christ was born. Bethlehem was a quiet place six miles south of Jerusalem. I've been there myself. The name Bethlehem means the house of bread and has Bethlehem stood in fertile country so it was aptly named. It stands high up on a gray limestone ridge more than 2,500 feet in height and is nestled in a series of hills. One night, a new star appeared in the heavens above those hills, prompting a group of men to go on a pilgrimage. These were the mysterious characters history has called the Magi, or the wise men, and the consensus of history has judged them to be very wise indeed. How were they wise? In addition to their openness to hearing of God to go on this pilgrimage, they knew the joy of giving gifts, and they knew the right gifts to pick for someone. It was the custom that no one ever approached a king without a gift. Gold was a precious metal that was fit for a king. So one of the wise men brought gold. Frankincense was a gift for a priest. The sweet perfume was used during temple sacrifices. The function of a priest is to open the way to God. This Latin word for priest is pontifex which means a bridge builder. So the priest is the man who builds a bridge between humanity and God. And then finally, myrrh. It's a strange gift, actually. Myrrh was used to embalm the bodies of the dead, an interesting gift for a newborn king. The astrologer who presented myrrh knew something about Jesus' destiny. That is, Jesus came into the world to die to die for our sins. So gold for a king, frankincense for a priest, and myrrh for the one who is to die. These were the wise gifts of the astrologers from the East, gifts which foretold that Christ was to be the true king, the high priest, and the perfect sacrifice for our salvation. But the Magi were also wise in their ability to change. As the Gospels relate, They went home by another route. This continues to be one of my favorite parts of the Feast of the Epiphany, that they changed directions in their return to the East. They went a different way. We are called to do the same, to change change as we return to our daily lives post-Christmas. As we all know, change is inevitable. It happens to all of us, like it or not. We can say that by the COVID-19 experience of this past year. And life is a succession of changes for men and women of faith. And we recognize God in these changes. The sacrifice of personal plans
for the sake of child-rearing, for example. The change in our hearts as we mature in faith. The change in our souls as Christ slowly heals a sinful way. We know that God reveals himself in strange ways, prompting us to change. Just look at the scriptural signs that transform the lives of countless followers. To simple shepherds, he spoke through the sound of music ringing out in the night, glory to God in the highest. To the wise men, he spoke through a miraculous star, and all were changed. To temple theologians, God spoke through the precocious answers of a 12-year-old boy when Jesus was presented in the temple. Simeon and Anna were changed when they experienced the Christ child and predicted the change in Mary's life. To Peter the fisherman, God spoke through a miraculous catch of fish, and he left all things behind and followed Jesus in his change. To Paul the tent maker, Jesus spoke through the martyrdom of St. Stephen and a voice on the road, and he preached to the Gentiles, changing the course of his life and also of human history as the early church was born. And God still speaks today, stopping Christians dead in their tracks when they listen and telling them, change course, turn toward the Lord. Epiphany's conclusion that the astrologers returned home by a different route challenges us to a simple question. How does our vantage point in life need to change so that we can find Jesus and return to our lives having reached a greater understanding of God's will for us. That is, where in the midst of our plans is there room for God and his unexpected appearance in our lives? We who celebrate the light of the world shining forth from a child in a humble home, we who celebrate God himself becoming one of us, eating and drinking in our midst and dying at our hands, we of all people should know that the Lord shows up in unexpected places, in dreams, in visions, in supposed co coincidences, and even on this altar. He comes in the poor, the sick, the dying, the lonely, and the stranger. Yes, if we knew anything, as Christians we know that he comes, and when we least expect him to come. Yet how many times in life, even during the Christmas season, rushing about with a long list of things to do, have we missed him? Have we found ourselves rushing past the poor, the sick and lonely, half-consciously making a resolution to schedule some time off in the future to be more present and to be more generous to those in need? Have our many plans and busy days been disrupted by a visit to the elderly, time with a troubled child, a food pantry, or a few minutes alone with scripture or in our adoration chapel. You know, I was reading a commentary the other day about Epiphany. There was an interesting statement that I've been pondering. That is, Christ is inconvenient. In other words, just as the citizens of Bethlehem needed to make room for the Christ child, even though there was no room in the inn and he was inconvenient, we need to do the same if we desire to grow in faith during 2021. Sure, when we come to Mass, he is here. When we go to confession, he is here. 
When we receive all the other sacraments, he is here. When we pick up the Bible, Christ is present. When Christ is also there, when we don't have the time, when we weren't, we weren't planning on it, when our schedule is already full, and perhaps he's calling us during those moments to change directions, to become aware of our visitation when he comes. We don't want to be like Herod, do we, who blew it, who missed the glory of the Lord because he misunderstood nothing but his own selfish wants and needs. The Feast of the Epiphany is the feast of broken schedules then, when our salvation was made possible because Mary said yes, and Joseph said yes, and the shepherds and the magi said yes, even though they had other plans and things to do. So think of the awesome promise of this feast, that today, the Feast of the Epiphany, God is made manifest to us, that you will meet Christ Jesus in this church, but then beyond these walls, and very inconvenient people, and at very unplanned moments. What surprise is in store for us? So let us pray for the same gift that God gave the wise men, the power to see an unexpected star in the midst of all the other lights in the nighttime sky. May we see the unexpected Christ as he comes to us in the midst of all the usual things in our daily schedules. May we believe that through these interruptions that he will come to, we will come to understand God's will for us. And as we return home, may it be at a different route. And may the gift of the Christmas star, which changed their three lives and millions of lives since, shine on us throughout the whole year and lead us to holier lives.